You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello, and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today, the topic of our podcast is breaking soul contracts. I have been taking a bit of a break not doing podcasts every week. You might have noticed that. I'm really focused on some other things right now that have to do with my own soul contracts, which is working on another book and uh, playing music and really living life, which what else is there to do, right? We have to follow our own calling and do what we feel inspired by. And although I still love doing these podcasts, they do take a lot of time and I'm having to divide my time up amongst other things. So what's a soul contract? Let's get into that. In order to understand soul contracts, you probably need to have a belief that although the body is temporary, the soul is eternal. And that the soul comes into this body for a reason. It's not random. There's a purpose. And you may feel this at time. You, you may feel like, I've got, I've got a reason. I know I've got a reason to be here. You might not know what it is, but you might really have that feeling. And if you don't believe in a, an eternal soul, if you just believe there's one time around, maybe you, you couldn't wrap around, your mind around, the idea of a soul contract. But many of you who have been in certain relationships, certain toxic relationships, really feel that strong soul bond. And that leads you to maybe explore things a little bit deeper, maybe on another level, besides the psychological explanations of human behavior. And we're going to move beyond that today. We're going to move beyond the psychological. I talk a lot about, you know, the psychology of human behavior. And I I talk a lot about uh, codependency and recovery and things like that. And the spiritual actually isn't separate from the psychological. They, They work together. They're just different ways of understanding the same thing. But for a lot of my clients and people I've worked with, they're very attracted to a more spiritual explanation because it makes more sense to them. It makes sense to them that the soul makes contracts or agreements with other souls before ever even coming here in order to learn certain lessons that your soul needs to learn in order to grow and expand. And the true path of the soul is expansion. It's continuing to expand, to be more, to have more love, to have more light. 
And so we come here onto the earth plane to engage in these kind of earthly dramas that help the soul to expand. I want to talk for a minute about the narcissistic and toxic relationships and the soul contracts around that. Because like I said, we oftentimes have these really strong soul bonds. Okay, now on the psychological level, we can call them trauma bonds. And in previous podcasts, I've talked a lot about these bonds, these connections, and how they they're formed from these kind of blueprints from our childhood, from our childhood experiences. But what if we were to go back even further and look at the possibility that you came here to learn certain lessons that your soul needed to learn in order to expand. And those lessons could only be learned by these toxic relationships. You might get involved in these toxic relationships because you haven't really learned how to love yourself. And maybe you haven't even learned how to love on some levels. You know, we often focus on the narcissist and talk about how that narcissistic person in our lives doesn't know how to love or they can't love. But it's it's scary to look at our own limitations to love, how we may have these expectations for unconditional eternal love with people. And when we don't get those expectations met, then we cut our love off. We stop loving that other person if they're not meeting our expectations. So in a sense, it's different from the narcissist and not so different. There are some similarities. And sometimes that's helpful. I mean, there's a lot of really toxic behavior with narcissists, no doubt. And you may not engage in in a lot of that toxic behavior, but there might be some toxic behavior that you do engage in such as holding on to something that isn't working, holding on to someone who isn't treating you right. You know, that's that's really toxic behavior because you're continuing really to abuse yourself by subjecting yourself to abusive situations. And so a a soul contract may be formed in order for you to learn how to love yourself by not putting yourself in abusive situations, by removing yourself from abusive situations, by cutting off from people who don't treat you well. We know in toxic relationships, we become aware of soul ties or psychic cords, which are these strong ties that we have to that person that are really hard to dissolve. 
you may not have that experience with other people, even other people that you've been married to or have had relationships to. You might not have felt such a powerful soul tie or psychic cord. So what's that about? Well, I believe that that oftentimes these cords or these ties are here for a reason. That we haven't fully integrated that lesson yet. You know, even if you've broken off a relationship or the other person has broken off that relationship and you don't have contact with them anymore, but you're still feeling them, you're still feeling connected to them. Sometimes that's because you want to feel connected. And so you keep it alive within yourself because there's a reason that you're holding on to that connection. And that has to be resolved within you before that connection can end on the psychic level. And that's why we often will do the psychic cord cuttings. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But that's where we actually make a conscious choice to disconnect from that person. Now, I've talked in the past about twin flame and soulmate type relationships. And I've debunked them a lot just because I believe that people have the wrong idea of what a twin flame, for example, means. If you do research on the internet, you'll find out that most people describe a twin flame as being the same soul in two different bodies. And that goes against the idea that you are whole and complete within yourself, that you have a whole soul, not a half of a soul, that your soul is fully embodied in your physical body and you are born whole. You weren't born with half a soul that required another half in order to be whole. And I believe what the true twin flame journey is, is that we use these powerful connections that we think of as a soulmate or a twin flame. We use these powerful connections to enhance our relationship with ourselves and integrate fully that divine feminine and divine masculine within ourselves. These are two aspects of ourselves, that masculine and that feminine, and each one has different qualities. For example, the feminine has that intuitive, empathic, emotional, nurturing aspects, where the masculine has that more logical, practical aspect. And both are important. We don't want to cut off from one and just focus entirely on the other in order to be whole 
or to feel that wholeness, we have to be able to integrate both that masculine force and that feminine force within ourselves. And when we do this, we don't need a relationship anymore. We're not as focused on trying to find another person to make us whole because we feel that within ourselves. And so other, the other people in our lives become the icing on the cake and not the cake itself, meaning they enhance our lives. They aren't our lives. They enhance our lives. The contracts that we have are, for many reasons, we have contracts with parents, siblings, friends, lovers, and others. And you might have heard that some people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And so all contracts are not meant to last throughout the journey. A lot of people will come into our lives for a reason. And you know, we may not get those reasons right away or we may never get those reasons. Like you might bump into a stranger on the street and have an exchange or an encounter of some sort. And there may be a really important purpose for that, but you might not think about it. Just like, well, I just bumped into this stranger on the street. Or you might really be able to see and wow, did I ever get an important piece of information from that person? Or was it a magical important exchange? We start to notice those things the more aware we are in this realm that things happen for a reason. They're not just all random. Let me tell you a little bit about an experience that I've had around some of my soul contracts. And that is I've, I've had similarly much of the same lesson. And the reason I found this out is I was really looking at some of these relationships with both lovers or significant others that have been in my life, but also family members and other relationships. And as I was going over these relationships or really reflecting, I was doing some really deep inner work, I got to the root of my pain around these relationships. And all of these relationships are are just psychic relationships at that time, meaning I don't have physical contact with these people. And it had to come to that because of certain abuses that I was experiencing. As I went deeper into these contracts, I heard myself say, you were supposed to love me. You were supposed to love me. Now, I'm a fan of Byron Katie's work. And I could hear her voice in my head going, is that true? 
Is it true they were supposed to love you? At first I said, yeah, yeah, it is true. They were supposed to love me. And, you know, I hear this with a lot of my clients around parents, parents that were neglectful or abusive. They were supposed to love me. They were my parents. They were supposed to love me. So I think that's a natural feeling that we have. You know, you were supposed to love me. That's why I got into that relationship. Or, or if you were born into that relationship, you had no choice. You know, you're my mother or father or brother or sister. You're supposed to love me. But it doesn't always work that way, does it? And when I did the turnaround that Byron Katie does, Byron Katie gets you to really examine these contracts that we have or expectations that we have of people. So we're looking at our own expectations. And my expectation was, you were supposed to love me. I expected you to love me. And because I expected you to love me, I kept trying to get you to love me. I kept trying to get that love from you. And constantly disappointed because I wasn't getting what I wanted or what I expected. So when I heard Byron Katie's voice in my head that said, is that true that they were supposed to love you? That was a painful question for me because I had to come to terms with the reality that perhaps that was the contract, not that they were supposed to love me, but when you turn it around, I was supposed to love me. I was the one who was supposed to love me. And that's the contract. The contract is that I needed to love me. And so I was born into this life with these contracts with people who didn't love me for the purpose, the sole purpose of me learning to love me and to see myself as worthy of love. When people don't love us, it gives us this divine opportunity to love ourselves. We're not bound by a soul contract. So we can cancel it or change it. We can, in a, in a lot of ways, choose which contracts we're going to get into. And I'm going to talk about that. Now, I've heard from many wise sources that contracts with parents end at the age of 18. So those people that I've worked with that are ending their contracts with parents that's a really difficult thing to do because most of us really have projected that you are supposed to love me. You're supposed to be there for me. You're supposed to, you were supposed to take care of me. With parents that are unable to, that are too toxic or too mentally ill or messed up in some way, they just were not able to love you 
or care for you or support you in the way that you deserved. So when people come to that realization that, wow, my parent didn't really love me, and not only did they not love me or care about me, but they're currently a toxic force in my life, so I'm going to end that contract. Well, that contract actually is already up at the age of 18. After that, it's choice. We choose to keep that contract alive. We choose to stay in that relationship with a parent. And there's no right or wrong choice. However, if you have a really severely toxic or abusive parent, it might be the healthy choice for you to break off that relationship. So you're not continually exposing yourself to a relationship that hurts you. How is that good, right? So contracts with parents end at the age of 18. And that's the same with our children, obviously. That it's a choice, the type of relationship that we're going to have. There's no obligation. We choose our relationship with our parents or children after that and how it's going to be. And it's kind of a mutual thing. We choose how we're going to show up. And if we don't like how the other person is showing up, you know, we we either have to adjust ourselves and our own expectations so that we can continue to have a relationship with that person. Or, like I say, if it's too toxic, we may want to end that contract completely. Now, contracts with significant others, you know, that's an interesting topic because we have marriage. And marriage was formerly thought of to be a contract till physical death, till death do we part. But our society has evolved to a point where that's just no longer true. There's only a a smaller percentage. I don't know exactly what that percentage is anymore. You know, some say it's around 50% of people that get married get divorced. And that shows us that Marital contracts are also, on the most part, temporary. They're soul contracts. And once again, if there is abuse, those contracts are null and void. Those contracts are voided if there is abuse. But yet so many people say, well, I... I married them, I've committed to them for life, and so I have to learn how to tolerate this abuse. Well, we didn't come here. We weren't born here to see how much abuse we can tolerate. That's not our sole purpose, to see how much abuse we can tolerate. But we may have come here to learn how to have stronger boundaries and say, learn how to say no to abuse. 
So you're absolutely not bound to anyone who is abusive. That ends the soul contract. We're also not bound by a contract to help another person change or grow. Now we may give them an opportunity to change or grow. There might be a soul contract where, you know, it's not just people who come into our lives, but we come into other people's lives to give them opportunities as well. So we may give someone else an opportunity to step up to the plate, but they don't use that opportunity wisely. And if that's the case, you know, it's not our mission or purpose or responsibility to keep that contract. I've had several people, several kind of wise people that were spiritually inclined tell me at the ending of a couple of my narcissistically abusive relationships, they told me, you know, Kaylee, you gave them this opportunity to grow to step up, to change their patterns. And they just couldn't do it. Or they chose not to do it. And so your, your contract is over. You gave them that opportunity and they didn't do it. So that's a real interesting way to look at our toxic relationships too, that it might not just be what we can learn from these relationships, but we've also provided them an opportunity to learn. And I know that we say that narcissistic people never learn, they never grow, they keep repeating the same patterns. And on the most part, that is true. However, it doesn't mean that they aren't given the opportunity. They have soul contracts too. And they may have a soul contract to rise above, to grow, to maybe learn compassion, learn empathy, learn how to love other people. They could have all these things in their lesson book that they have to learn in this lifetime, but that they continue to take the easy way out or they continue to avoid these maybe painful lessons that would allow them to grow but they're still given that opportunity. And maybe that's why we do enter into some of these relationships is because we do feel, we feel that bond or that draw into these relationships. And we might come into some of these relationships really to give that other person an opportunity. And when they don't step up and they mistreat us or are abusive towards us, then that opportunity is over. They didn't step up, they didn't grow. So we have to let go. Let me talk about invisible relationships for a moment because this is a really important part of our soul contracts. After a primary relationship has ended or someone has died in our life, our relationship may continue in our psyche or in the dream time. And this is either for us to continue to feel connected to that person because we've loved them so much in the physical or it's to integrate the lessons from that relationship. So it's good to ask yourself if you feel psychically attached to somebody still 
and they're physically out of your life, do you feel that you're attached to them because you want to be? Because you're not ready to let go? Or is there something you're still integrating? Or both? Because sometimes when we do integrate the lessons, you know, they're there for us still in our psyche because we haven't resolved what it is that we need to resolve in that relationship within ourselves. And once we do, then their energy's gone. We're not thinking about them anymore. They're not really showing up in our, in our psychic space anymore. So it's really important that we integrate the lessons from that relationship. We also have to learn how to have psychic boundaries. So if a person is psychically invading your space in a negative or hurtful way, you have to get them out of your psychic space and put boundaries around it. Like I like to use the invisible shield, shield of white light. That's a favorite, that we put that white light around us, we put that shield around us, and we put the command out that this shield doesn't let any energies in except for the highest vibration of love. And any energies that are coming in in a malevolent or harmful way just bounce off and away from that shield. They're not allowed entrance. They're, they're not allowed in. So if you're someone who just feels like that person's really in a negative way invading your inner space, you've got to do some work around that. But also look at how much you've integrated the lessons from that contract. And often when you really do integrate the lessons from that contract, that person will likely leave your psychic space. They won't be there anymore. It's important to know that you are in charge. You made these contracts and you can break them. So you're not a victim of your soul contracts. I, I've had a lot of people who have come to me feeling that they're victims of these contracts. They didn't have choices, but you do have choices, except for as children. I mean, you had the initial choice, many believe, to choose your parents and things like that. Obviously, a child can't break a contract with a parent until they're 18, you know. So like I say, there's that 18 years that were contracted to a parent unless we're given up to ad for adoption or that parent dies or we're taken away or given to an aunt or something like that. I mean, that happens too. But as, as children, we're not so much in charge. But as adults, we are. So I'm talking about adults here, that, that you are in charge. You can break your contracts. You're not a victim of your contracts. You may need to learn how to really stand up for yourself and take charge of your life. Take charge of your mind and your emotions. And some of these contracts that you've had may be giving you an opportunity to learn how to do this. Now, when you feel that a soul contract is over, you may want to do a ritual to break the soul contract. 
It doesn't always mean that that person is immediately out of your psychic space, but it sure can get the ball rolling. So when people call me and, and ask me about what is it, what happens when you do a cord cutting or a soul retrieval, what I tell them is it, it's a symbolic process that basically you go through the the ritual process of breaking that cord so it starts that ball rolling you're making that intention you're saying i intend to cancel this contract it's over for me i'm canceling it but there still may be some residual right afterwards some people know some people are just like wow that was that was miraculous they're gone but others, they may still feel some residual. And once again, look at the lessons. What do you still need to integrate? Because we often give that person power when they're in our psychic space going, well, they're invading me, they're coming in, it's them, but it might actually be us. We might be holding on in some way. We might be still needing to resolve something within ourselves that has to do with that person. So that person's still in your thoughts, in your mind, in your emotions, because you have some work to do to resolve. And by the way, if you want some, some real inexpensive help to do this process of cord cutting and soul retrieval, I do have an audio hypnosis program called Soul Retrieval. And you can find it at my website, NarcissismFree.com, and check the audio hypnosis programs on the top of the menu bar, and you'll find Shamanic Journeys Soul Retrieval. And you can listen to this, and I guide you, actually guide you through. So I'm right there with you, guiding you through the process, and you can do it more than once. You can continue to use this process. And that will not only get the ball rolling, but bring stuff up for you that needs to be resolved so that that contract can end completely. So here's how it works, is that your words and your commands are really powerful, but you need to get behind it. You need to believe in yourself and your own power you're co-creator with the creator and you can call upon this ultimate power through a type of prayer that's more a command than a request because you can command the life force energy of the universe as long as i want to add as long as it's benevolent as long as it's with love and not meant to hurt anybody using it for good, using this life force energy for good in your life and commanding that a cord be cut or a contract end is your right. You have that right and it's not hurting anybody. That contract is yes, for the benefit of both people, but like I say, you have the power to end it at any time. And if you end that contract, it really is for the highest good of both parties, 
for example, if you have a narcissistic person in your life and they didn't step up, maybe their sole contract was to learn to step up and learn how to love and they just weren't going to go there, then you're not doing them any good by keeping them around and allowing them to abuse you. You're doing them more good by setting a boundary and saying, no, I'm not going to let this happen. No, I'm not going to let you treat me this way anymore. And there's something within their soul that gets that, even though it may not seem like it. There's something there that's like, yeah, I, I don't get to get away with this over and over again. Now, they'll try. They'll go on and try with somebody else. But it's no longer your contract because it's not supporting your soul growth. What supports your soul growth is making powerful decisions for yourself, for self-love, to take care of yourself. Remember, I was supposed to love me. It's my job to love me. Your ultimate duty is to yourself and your own growth. If you live to a ripe old age, what do you want to look back on your life and reflect on? How much others loved you? Or how much you have loved yourself and others? You matter. Your soul path is important and you're not a random accident. What if there were literally thousands of potential paths for you to take in this life? Different timelines that are dependent on your choices. What would you choose? We have to understand that our choices are what create our reality in so many ways. Maybe we don't have to keep choosing those toxic relationships or work environments. Maybe there's a timeline in which you choose only loving connections and you let the others go when they fail to be a loving force in your life. Perhaps those contracts aren't carved in stone. They are there for us to take us to the next level when we're stuck in a pattern of wrong choice. But if we make a better choice for ourselves, we can skip that contract altogether. So you might feel drawn to somebody. You might feel drawn to somebody that as you start to get to know them a little bit, you see these red flags, this, this behavior that uh, puts up your alarm bells. And it's like, okay, well, here's a contract I could have chosen and maybe would have chosen in the past, but now I'm not going to choose that. I'm going to choose something a lot healthier for myself. Think of it like shopping for a home where you look at many houses and you choose which one you're going to enter into a contract with, right? You're not bound to any particular house. You don't have to choose one house. You choose the house that best suits you. You get to choose. And when the house no longer serves your needs, you sell it and move on. 
knowing you're not bound by any contract, you can begin empowering yourself with choice. So cancel the contracts that aren't taking you where you want to go and enter into the contracts that will take you where you want to go or that are already taking you where you want to go. And if anything changes along the way, you can make another choice. So I hope that you found this helpful for you today. And I really want to thank you for your loyalty in listening to Pandora's Box. I love the contract that we've entered into. And I, I just wanted you to know that I'm not taking you for granted. I really appreciate you. And I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad that you're sharing this journey with me. And if I can be of any support to you on your journey, or if you want to do individual work around soul contracts, maybe you need a little bit of help figuring out what the lessons are, what needs to be integrated so that you can let it go. Just know that you can find me at NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com and there is a counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy option that you can choose and you can book your session online. It's that easy. So thanks again for listening. Have a great day and I'll see you in the next podcast.